1: Welcome back to the Seven Five O. I am your O, R.J. Ochoa. He is your 7-5, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and the newest, the freshest member of the Ace Club, Tony Casillas, TC. What up?
0: You're right. I'm doing great, by the way, R.J. Um, it's uh, one of those things I've been chasing for a long time, and after all these years of playing countless rounds of golf, finally got that uh that prize that we all you know tried to get a hole in one so it was pretty euphoric it was uh I gotta tell you man it was just an amazing feeling it's uh it's really kind of hard to describe I mean I know it sounds just kind of corny but you know people that play golf I know you play golf uh, it's uh, the odds of getting one is in your lifetime is pretty pretty small
1: so before we talk about football you have a lot to get into with Keanu Neal and everything but I I I wanted to wait. I, I texted you, congrats, because you posted the video and everything. <laughs> but I wanted to hear the details here. Give us the full details: the course, the hole, the club, the reaction. I mean, like, what what was your thought process and everything?
0: I'll do the reader's digest if people don't <laughs> know what that is. It's a very small description. It's uh, so like if you have to Google reader's digest. But um, first of all, a friend of mine on um, we played in a golf tournament. It was the golf tournament was a Saturday where I got my hole in one. So a good friend of mine invited me to play in this golf tournament and I'm thinking, okay, let me check my schedule. Didn't have anything to do. Uh, So I ended up playing in this golf tournament. It was a fundraiser. Uh, It's a champions golf club in Fort worth. Uh, Greg Norman actually designed the course probably I'm going to say 15, 16 years ago. It was so hard. He went out there and shot 78. So they had to re renovate it to, to make it easier. So anyway, um, we've been playing in this golf tournament all day long. And so there was a group ahead of us or behind us that were playing in the tournament. And obviously, and we said, Hey, why don't we just, we're not going to win. I think we we're like 10 or 11 under. And then there's some of these golf tournaments, RJ people, they have like a 21 under and right. a lot of drinking and probably just pencil whipping. Um, so let's, let's play the last two holes for some money, a little wager. And so they joined us and, it's a par three, 140 yards. So
1: this is number 17, uh, you're
0: saying? Seven, number 17. Uh, uh, and so the first group, the guy is so funny. The guy in front of us in the group that we're playing against, he hit his shot and it ricocheted off the flag stick. Oh, and wow. It just, it, and it bounced probably 20 yards off the green. So I get up there with a the pitching wedge. And uh, it's like one of those flush shots you hit. And you're like, oh man, that looks good. And so I see it hits, hits in the green it bounces once and slam dunks in the hole and I'm thinking oh my god and there's eight there's a the great part about it there's like eight guys that were there to witness it right. and I'm like oh my gosh and I'm like jumping up all of a sudden I get this youth adrenaline in me and I'm just you am like I got a freaking hole in one and I'm just oh my god I'm like I, I just it was just ridiculous how we celebrate and all these guys are like dude you got a hole in one and the best part about it is I know that in some tournaments you play that uh, you know, get, there's a car or something on the four prize and he's talking it's close to the pen. Uh, and sometimes you can't see it. I was able to watch it, watch it. it. was almost like in slow motion, You see it bounce and then disappear in the cup. And I saw so when I was walking up and again, I really wasn't convinced that it was a hole in one until I actually, and then the video I posted, right. I walked on the green, I looked in the hole, and there it was. And I had one of those COVID cups because now During COVID, they where you bounces out. So that's another thing. It could have hit in the hole and bounced out, but man, that was beautiful. And it was just, and it cost me a lot of money. I don't know whoever brought whoever thought of this, but if you get a hole in one, this is for future reference. I don't know if 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 you know know someone you've ever played with someone that's gotten a hole in one. Oh yeah, but they're supposed to pay the bar tab, and um, it didn't cost me that much, but. Most of most of the tab was me drinking because right. I was celebrating, brother. Well, but it was I, amazing.
1: I bet that was the the happiest you've ever been to pay a big time bar tab. Um, that's awesome. The COVID cup is a scary situation for a hole in one. <laughs> uh, I I guarantee you, you would have been. I think you'd probably still be mad if because it's got that like <laughs> that like um what is it like those like pool floats or whatever those like pool yeah. noodles. And so like yeah. if it had gone in and bounced out of the COVID cup, that would have been awful. But you're right. Like sometimes you can't see it. Like sometimes it's just yeah. kind of like did that go in? And you're just like you're in this like, and then you get up there, you're like ah, oh, it's two feet out or whatever. But that's awesome, dude. Really happy. It for was you. like a.
0: It was like a professional, like uh, golf, like you see them, like you, you know, like, on TV or you see someone get one and it bounces once. And that. yeah, it was just, you know, I was looking at the odds because I knew we were going to be talking about this a little bit before we got into our, our podcast. Um, the odds of getting the hole in one is like 12,500 to one. <laughs> and I don't know if that's think about how many rounds you have to play. And some people are lucky. I mean, it is luck, right? Totally. Um, but but think about how many rounds you have to, to get, to get a hole in one. And, uh, but yeah, I, I was on those bucket list ones, man.
1: That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I mean, cause it is, it's, I would say it's like 90% skill, Um, I don't know if maybe, I don't know, but it is luck because sometimes it bounces. Sometimes dudes, they go in on the fly. I mean, you went off on bounce. I mean, like it really is just like in a lot of ways, like mother nature, but, uh, but that's sick. That's awesome. So, well, you had a good weekend. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I think most people were satisfied with what they did over the weekend, obviously signing Keanu Neal one year, $5 million. Uh, technically a three-year deal with two void years. you ever do a contract with void years? those like a thing? Or are all these void year things new to you?
0: Uh, They're new. Uh, And I think they put that in there just because just the language and and the event that they – basically a one-year deal. But, no, it's – I think it's funny because some of these deals that they sign, you know, know, we'll get into the list, but some of them are are players that are one-year deals that are in their 30s, and they're not expected to – play a lot of snaps and i think right. i remember when i signed my free agent deal with cowboys i had the same the terminology and incentives in there and i ended up playing like almost 60 percent of the down so hopefully it won't come to get to that point but definitely uh was was some good moves i thought
1: what was the hardest incentive for you to reach like when you when you looked at that list you were like oh, i'm never getting that one like what was the the most impossible one
0: well i i I really thought that my last two years, I was going to be a backup, kind of like, you know, we played 20, 25 snaps a game. And that was when Leon Lett uh, had some hiccups and ended up getting suspended. So lo and behold, I was the dude that was 34 years old, 33 years old, playing 60%, 65% snaps. So they put that in there to they thought the Cowboys, when they signed the deals, that I wasn't going to get there. And in all actuality, I ended up getting paid a lot of incentives. But the only one I didn't get paid for is the one that I—I I, my last game I played in, I needed nine snaps. Oh, and they were setting counting plays. They took me out the the eighth play of the game, and that cost me two hundred fifty thousand. I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> but I, my when I when wow. I hear about that, but anyway, that's uh, it's in the past. But. Yeah, I think – all in all, I think they addressed definitely the positions on defense they needed to.
1: Man, I don't know what's worse, like bouncing out of the hole because of the COVID cup or not getting that last snap. I mean, those are two very different things, but, man, that sucks. Um, Well, I just
0: remember after the game, and it's so funny because we're going to go down this hole, is that Craig Bowler was a defensive line coach uh, back then, and um, I I remember vividly. Um, and and like, like I mentioned, I wasn't expecting to play the whole uh, – I wasn't expecting to play 60, uh, 60 or um, I believe it was 55% of the, the snaps. Uh, On the and season. In this, during the season, yeah. And so it goes like in different increments. It goes 49, 59, and you know, all these different percentages. And I wasn't expecting that. So it's so ironic that here we are talking about this about two months ago I get a phone call from Coach Bowler, who was a defensive line coach in 1997. And he just, uh, we had this conversation. He says, Tony, uh, I just just want to apologize. So what do you apologize? Because I remember that day, whenever Mm -hmm. the eight, whenever you had one more snap to play and we pulled you out of the game and it cost you $250,000. So I'm just telling you that I was so sick. He lives in Iowa. He's from Iowa, he lives in Iowa now. He got in his car after the game and drove all the way to Iowa because he felt so bad, but uh, it's a doggy business, but yeah, it, it, you know, some of the incentives they put in there, uh, you think you're not going to get it uh, because it's out of reach, but it, all it takes is something to happen crazy like that, and you know, that's, I, I, they continue to do that, put incentives in the contract, but they do count plays. You're not thinking they're counting plays, RJ. They are counting beans.
1: I would hate to be the guy. That I is was pissed, man. Well, I, I, mean, oh,
0: I was pissed.
1: But that I would hate more than anything, but I would hate to be the guy that has to count the plays. You know what I mean? Like, because, because everything's happening so fast. And so it's like, like your number was nine on that, that last day. But like, imagine being like, did Tony play? Has he played seven snaps? You know what I mean? And like being unsure, you know, like I would hate that. Res- and then be, to be wrong. And then, you know, Jimmy or whoever is like, dude, what the hell? You had one job to count Tony's plays and you messed it up. And now he hit his bonus or whatever. But
0: well, this was called Switzer. This, this was Switzer back then. And I just, and I knew, I right. knew whenever, whenever I came out, I'm like, okay. And I remember i almost getting my uniform on after the game. And just, I was just going to go straight from the field to my car. And I was, my wife said, so I, I, I said, let's go. She goes, what are you mad about? She says, I'll tell you. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's you know, that was a long time ago. And I remember Jerry said, oh, well, I'll make it right. And I'm like, well, I guess in a way I made it right for myself because I played on those teams and have been able to monetize and capitalize right. on 20-something years later. I get to do a show with the great R.J. Ochoa. <laughs> Uh, so I guess in, in hindsight, I'm getting repaid, right?
1: Well, that is a, an I, need a I need a
0: hike in my, I need a hike in my salary, by the way. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a hole in one bonus. Um, so um, that is really interesting. So yeah. uh, well, Keanu Neal is getting $5 million for one year, um, we can get to him in a second, but the Cowboys did address the interior of the defensive line. They continue Tony to, you know, to just chill. I mean, it's, it's just whoever, I mean, and I think a lot of people really like Brent Urban. He grades really well, uh, as, you know, in the run game, and that's really nice to see. The advanced metrics are a fan of his. Um, the first defensive player that got the Cowboys on the board, free agency wise, was Carlos Watkins. And I mean, it's I think it's pretty rare in today's NFL with with the average fan that listens to the seven five zero or whatever, because everybody's so plugged in that you you get a player you've never heard of. Um, Carlos Watkins was definitely, you know not under a rock, but I mean, not, not necessarily, you know, the face of Sunday night football or anything. And so, I mean, Carlos Watkins was kind of, you know, whatever uh, Brent urban. Okay. There's something to like there. They did sign Terrell Basham uh, as an edge rush option. Um, I mean, fine. Um, and and then Keanu Neal. And so I, I don't know that I, the Keanu Neal thing is interesting, certainly. And there's obviously the Dan Quinn factor, but, I think overall they're having a fine free agency, but but I don't think they're having the type of free agency that they needed, which is the most concerning thing.
0: I think I just kind of what I expected. I think that they needed to address depth. And Keanu, he's, uh, Keanu Neal, is a very serv- serviceable, uh, you know, defensive back. I mean, I think that they talk about maybe using him as a hybrid, maybe moving down as a linebacker. And, uh but he's more of a guy around in the box. I mean, he's not a ball hawk in a safety. Right. I and mean, he had a hundred tackles last year, had nine tackles for loss, and so he can he can hunt around the line of scrimmage. So I, I, I do like them going with him. I, it's not costing a lot of money, uh, and it doesn't you know to me it doesn't take out the notion of them trying to draft someone at that position. But I, mean, I think the familiarity with Dan Quinn and Dan Quinn knows him. I think he knows the system. So it's an easy adjustment and he can help a lot of other guys. I think to me, that's something that he can really uh, fit in well and really just kind of help other people under the other defensive backs and secondary kind of understand the philosophy. I like the leadership, but he can play. And I think that that's, you know, sometimes I think that that's a little misleading when you talk about a safety, what he represents, because you look at Jamal Adams and a guy that, and, and, and not trying to compare him to them, but Jamal Adams, I mean, he can he can make plays around the box. I mean, last year I think he led the, he was leading the Seattle Seahawks with sacks. Um, All right. So there's a lot of volume that goes along with that. And if he can continue, and like I said, he he gives them some veteran leadership, and the dude can make plays. And so, well, yeah, so, so I, um, I, 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 I'm I'm good with that. So
1: this was something that Cowboys Twitter was kind of talking about and kind of just floating out. I don't, I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory, but really just a theory. Um, And, and it's a little bit out of the way now Um, on Sunday, portions of Jalen and Zeke's contracts became guaranteed. um, So they're, they're more difficult to move on from, but Um, you're right like okay Keanu Neal maybe you're gonna play some safety maybe you're gonna play some weak side linebacker weak side linebackers obviously Jalen Smith's position Mm -hmm. because he's not a great middle linebacker it's not like the Cowboys have a great middle linebacker but that's fine it's you know apparently they'll just operate without a middle linebacker it's fine Um, but um, I mean the idea I guess that people had is okay maybe maybe Keanu Neal's here to kind of not phase Jalen out but but impact Jalen's snap count total. Maybe Jalen's not hitting his snap count, you know, incentives or whatever. Um, do you view it as that? I mean, because I mean, I, I don't know of a position that, and I don't I don't mean this in a mean way, but I don't know of a position that I feel that Jalen Smith is good at. Right? Like people have talked about before, like let him let him rush, right? Like put his hand on the ground and let him just you know ma- like minimize his job. Uh, that's a whole different conversation. But I I I think I trust Keon Neal to be more explosive than i do Jalen at this point i I mean i don't know if you feel the same
0: well here's the thing i think whenever you have a new defensive coordinator dan quinn and you you want to bring your type of style of guys in you see it a lot um and i think that part of the whole evaluation and and looking at what you already have is watching a lot of film and looking at your personnel Mm -hmm. and i think that maybe this may be kind of something that made me motivate Jalen Smith just a little bit, or kind of send a message in an indirect way, and maybe feel a little threatened because I know even if he gets a guaranteed money, still it doesn't. If you're if you're a professional athlete, I think the thing about really kind of motivates you is a little insecurity, and really I think last year if you watched the way he played in that system uh, was a little ambiguous. I don't know. It was just a little. <laughs> They're I, being I,
1: really I, nice.
0: Well, yeah, I, I'm not – because, I mean, we've all thrown him under the bus. I mean, we've all, like, really just – he's been the guy that – and rightly so. But the point is, I know as a player, when you bring someone in, you're like, oh, hmm, why they make that – What are they doing that for? They're bringing a guy in that's – kind of he has a chance to be weak, weak side lineman. I don't know if they'll go that, that route, but certainly whenever they struggle, whenever they just bring another guy down inside, the, you know, around the line scrimmage – and to be able to have a hybrid guy like that that can cover, um, I mean, this guy's not like Roy Williams who used to play when the Cowboys right. I mean, That's a true. True cover.
1: box safety, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So, so this guy can cover, but I think his skill set and just his 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 football IQ and just his instincts to be able to just move around the field and know where the ball's going, we didn't really see that with Jalen last year. It seems to me it just. All his instinct just kind of vaporized because he was just out of out of proportion. I mean, we right. could all agree with that. So I don't I think it's an indirect message, but it's a it's a concern that they had on this team. Like we need a safety, but we also need someone that can really add some volume around the line of scrimmage and meet, and not be so insecure at that at that position.
1: on vacation you ever go like scuba diving or something i'm sure you've done no, that like
0: no wow. I'm not, no <laughs> Use another analogy. Okay, well, but you know how like- when I know you what do- you mean. I've done, I've done when you get this really freaking claustrophobic. I mean, what are you well, talking about?
1: What I'm talking about is like, when I, I mean, <laughs> whenever they make you put on like the wetsuit and then oh, the, yeah. like, like the flippers and everything, yeah, but, yeah. but you, put, you put them on on dry land and then you go jump in the water, right? But yeah. like, so when you're walking to the boat or whatever, you're like all clunky, like, floppy, you know, whatever. It, yeah. That was Jalen, right? Like that, that yeah. was Jalen. And, and because like, it was almost <laughs> like he was out of environment which is weird to say, but um, Keanu is this hybrid of a player. I I mean, this isn't new, but I mean, today's NFL is such a passing league. There's so much nickel played now. Um, Do you think this is, I don't want to, I don't want to like exaggerate. This is the Cowboys like getting with the times, but, Do you think this is the Cowboys realizing, okay, we just, you know, we got to have runners because there's so many wide receivers, every tight end can run. I mean, we got to have dudes that can cover. And and Keanu is is kind of, again, that hybrid sort of player that that lets us live right in the middle.
0: I think that they really just understand. I think our, our criticism is in is like I think a lot of people want to go out and get these big name guys and, and I think we talked about this last week, they're not going to make a really huge splash the first week of free agency. They're mm-hmm. going to see and kind of let this settle down and, you know, get some bargains, but get some players that can add depth and can really contribute. And, you know, for me, that's, you know, that's what they need to really, really address. And, and look, I think that we've seen this before. I mean, in the off season last year, they went out and ha ha Clinton Dix and we saw what happened to him. That really didn't, transition to, but I think Dan Quinn, that's one thing I do like about this and it's got this all all, written all over it. This is Dan Quinn's type of players. He understands, as I mentioned, he knows, he knows him from Atlanta has been with him. So he knows what he's getting. And I think that, you know, Mike Nolan, that was, that didn't work. And McCarthy, I think it's a thing where, look, we're going to give Dan Quinn, he's going to make the decision-making on defense. You go out and if we draft in the first, second, third round, we go defense. These are your guys. And also in free agency. And, you know, to me, I think to me, that's a good sign. I don't know what's going to happen. These players, who knows? We've seen us all last year. Hopefully they develop and they contribute. But you're not spending a whole lot of money and you can still go out and draft players, you know, and really develop it through that way.
1: So on the subject of that, because, I mean, you're right, like, and, I mean, I think we all just it's 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 one of those things like you can't help but just have hope that maybe the Cowboys are going to be big players in free agency. But we all knew better. And so this was predictable. They were going to go out and get some role players and, and theoretically do their damage in the draft. Um, right now, as on March 23rd, I would I would personally guess it's just a guess. I mean, no, nobody's like told me anything, but that they, they, they would they would love to go if they walk away with a corner with the 10th overall pick, I think they've done something correct. Um, a few interesting notes on that idea, Tony on Monday, because it is Tuesday, the two top cornerback options entering the draft obviously have been Alabama's Patrick Surtain and Virginia Tech's mm-hmm. Caleb Farley. Some people mm-hmm. like JC Horn, but whatever the case may be, Adam Schefter reported that Caleb Farley is having a micro on Tuesday with noted back specialist, Robert Watkins. It will not work out at his pro day for a while now. Um, Farley had been kind of falling on, on different national mock drafts like the Daniel Jeremiah's and Todd McShay's and Mel Kuypers of the world. And nobody really understood why it appears that this is the case, right? Like this is why obviously n- nobody it's, it's got people spooked. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it seemingly makes Patrick retain the top cornerback option for the Cowboys. And it's worth noting while we're recording, I saw a tweet here. Um, Alabama is having their pro day today. Mike McCarthy is there. Um, so there's, you know, it's also worth saying, like, it's Alabama's pro day. So you've got to go be there. But <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, he is at Patrick Surtain's pro day, which I mean, and so I guess all that like if they walk away with Patrick Surtain, how confident like do you feel like all this is enough? I mean, you know, you got the mighty Carlos Watkins, you got Brent Urban, you got Terrell Basham, you got Keanu Neal now. And if and that's just one pick, but I mean, is that enough to make this secondary legitimate?
0: I think again, it just depends on what, you know, some of these, you know, these guys, you know, how they develop. I, I think that, you know, that's, that's what you got to do before, after the season, you got to have the strategy. You're going to go and look and I mean, you want to go to Pat, Alabama where it seems like half the national football league comes right. out of every the sec. But um I think Patrick Sertain, he is, I mean, wouldn't it be ironic? You got two corners and went to Alabama I and mean, you think be awesome. about that. Like, and not um, just
1: like it, two teammates, right? Like not, not like yeah. six years apart or something right. like literally back right. to back. That'd be so cool.
0: Right. But you know, to me, it just it symbolizes where this league is going. And and I think that you, you signed your franchise quarterback. You got that done now. And I've, and we've all talked about this. So you have to address. It's not, you're going to draft the best player. It's kind of like we can go back to CD Lamb. They never thought the CD Lamb would be available the 17th fifth last year, okay? And so hope you know whatever is available, but certainly I mean, I think there's enough players that they can impact, but if it's Patrick Surtain, whoever it is and and again with what they've added, it's all about looking in the future. I think sometimes people think, okay, we want to do it now, but when you when you draft some uh, somebody it's more for a guy that hopefully in the first round is going to be around five or six or seven years It's going to be a potential pro bowler that has the potential to be a Hall of Fame player. You know, you don't hit on those, but at least some consistency with what they can get. And I think that's hard for people to, to understand, you know, the, 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 the fan. And, and I think after last year with the debacle the the season they had on defense, I mean, they are so hungry to get better on defense.
1: I agree. Um, This has nothing to do with Patrick Sertain. I just think this is cool. And this, we should just, just give credit to where it's due here. Um, Also with regards to the Alabama pro day, Adam Schefter tweeted on Tuesday morning, the Alabama running back, Najee Harris, one of the best players in college football. um, His flight from Dallas to Birmingham was canceled Monday night due to lightning. Do you have lightning around the Casillas? Last night? Oh my
0: gosh. It was, (laughs) it was, it was a light show. It was just, it it was, it was ridiculous. So, uh,
1: well, thank God everything worked out for you, but so according to Adam Schefter with no other travel options available Najee Harris drove nine hours to make it to Alabama's pro day by 10 a.m. today. He's not working out, but wanted to be there to support his teammates. That's pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. I mean, to drive nine hours and be there. and Not only nine yeah. hours,
1: but like in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, that says a lot about someone. And and look, the fact he's not working out, he's still there. He can talk to personnel. He can right. you know, network and everything else like that. and. I think that that's what you got to do is is a player, show some of those, show your character, show your personality. I mean, people know you can play. I mean, we've seen this, right? But let's get in, You let me see my personality and who I am because that's the best part about the valuation is really, that's what they do now. And it's all about the character and the personality. I mean, there's more volume put on that hopefully now than
1: there ever has, has oh, been. I agree. No, a very cool uh, story about Najee Harris. Um, the Alabama Pro Day is just the center of the NFL world right now. Obviously, um, we'll see uh, the Cowboys still scheduled to visit with DeMonte Casey and Malik Hooker. Um, I think most people, if they could choose one, would rather have Malik Hooker just because he represents a true option at safety. That's the one, I mean, shocker here. <laughs> the Cowboys have not addressed the safety position. Um, if they land him, I mean it sounds like right now you're kind of like a five to six out of 10 on the Cowboys, you know, what they've done so far. Yeah. What? How much would that move the needle? I mean, for you.
0: Well, I think it moved the needle for me a lot because I mean, I think that, you know, that safety position, it seems to me, and I think this has probably been throughout the national football league. Uh, certainly with Dallas, it hasn't been a position that you really need to go out and spend a first round pick on. And to me, I think that this is, Something that the Cowboys haven't had in, in a long time, and really someone that can play center field in the secondary and be a director, you know, be the producer and director, and try to really just you know be that leader in the huddle and leader on that side of defense, and especially if they have the skill set, because the safety—that's a tough. I mean, people realize that, you know, the safety is not. It's valuable as a corner because you're not out on an island. But in all actuality, I mean, you got these these tight ends that are running four fives now, and you got guys that you know all these different cut different formations. I mean, you have to have a smart, really intuitive player. And if if this if he's the guy, I think it's worth spending a first round draft pick. I mean, why not? Um, It's an investment.
1: No, I I agree. Um, I'm very interested to see what they will do this week, Um, just because it's sort of predictable that they wouldn't do anything. And last week was very predictable. So I I just I wonder exactly from I wonder how predictable they're going to be as as the offseason continues to roll on. Um, But we are uh, about a month away from the NFL draft, which is exciting. So um, we'll certainly have that to look forward to. But but yeah, I mean they're they're doing the Cowboys thing, you know, like why is, why is anybody shocked right now? Uh were you shocked to see this has nothing to do with the Cowboys but the new television contracts?
0: Oh my gosh. What was it like an equivalent to like 105 billion dollars something like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: it's it's worth 10 billion or like 10 to 13 billion dollars a year for 11 years.
0: That's just it's it's, I, what true was says I, I it, And look, don't get me started on other things besides what our task at hand on this show. And I have a tendency to get off track, but I I just, I don't really, my whole sentiment on that is that there is a different motive for me because as a former player, I look at some of the things that they have not done for former players, but it just goes to show you how huge the NFL is. And to think about, 10 years and a hundred over a hundred billion dollars and who who's going to who knows what the salary cap is going to be in the next in the next 10 years. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous how much money that they're paying and then think about it. You can see it on all platforms now and that's the freaking NFL. I mean, how strong it is. And, and it's just amazing where it is. You look like, I mean, even five, even 10 years ago, look at the numbers on the differential on that brother. It's crazy.
1: It's, you know, we said this a lot during the DAC negotiations, but three, just three years ago, Matt Ryan (laughs) was the first to get 30 million a year. And now we have, we have like 40, 40 isn't even like the goal anymore. Like 40 is the going rate. And so like in, in just three years, it grew by 33%. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's nuts when you really think about it. But well,
0: when you look at the talent, the Cowboys franchise being the most valuable franchise in the world, you know, in the NFL and in the sports of the four food group, the the four food group sports, you know the NBA and NHL Major League Baseball and the NFL, five point five billion. Look what they just. If you look at that thirty three percent, you look at the value of their franchise in ten years. It's probably going to double. I mean, this is ridiculous, man. How much money? It's great to be an owner of the National Football League.
1: I am um, – this is, again, not like an NFL thing, but I'm just like – you mentioning the, the four major American sports. I'm super pumped mm-hmm. for the rest of this year. Like, it's already about to be – like because, like, the sports calendar is – you know, for all intents and purposes, back to normal. I mean, just as far as when things are happening. So, like, we're in the middle of March Madness. You know, soon enough, we've got the Masters, Masters in April. Yeah. I mean, then it's going to be the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Then we get the Olympics, you know, like and, – and then, you know, before you know it, it's the Little League World Series. I don't know if they'll do the Little League World Series. But – and then it's time for training camp. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's nice it to have – Looks like there's
0: somewhat some normalcy, but we know right. that COVID still – out there but certainly we've come a long way since a year ago
1: right uh speaking of March Madness how's your bracket doing
0: oh man you know well oh, I, uh, how how bummed were you when Oklahoma nice lost <laughs> I, so I
1: picked Gonzaga to win it all and so I did not enjoy them thrashing Oklahoma but um oh, I
0: mean, I, I, look I was uh I, you know my yeah mine were bounced you know Illinois was bounced and just the whole I, I've never seen a March Madness where it's just been sold this out of whack and all the Cinderella teams and, and, you know, the big 10. And I got Arkansas, Arkansas's left. Okay. So you
1: picked him for your daughter. Oh, is I, that why you picked him? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, we got one left, I think, right? Arkansas. Yeah. Right. Ar- Arkansas yeah. left. Yeah. They made it to the sweet 16. But other than that, or Roberts, I'm from Tulsa. So I know all about Oral Roberts. Uh, so I was cheering for them. But isn't it the greatness of March Madness? You just never know. And, you know, that's the thing about college football playoffs that need something similar to this, because especially in basketball, I mean, you can get hot. You can have one or two players that really just, just go off. And the Gonzaga, man, I tell you what, brother, they oh. look pretty. They look legit. They I look know. like a number one seed team.
1: I agree with you in everything you said, especially like this isn't the same thing, but like, I would love to see like an Oral Roberts story in the college football playoff. Like, you know what I mean? Like that would be awesome. Yeah. Like it, it would be impossible, but it would be awesome. And so like, I would at least like, I mean, and again, Oral Roberts is like an extreme, but call it your central Florida, call it Boise state. You know what I mean? Like I would love to see that play out, uh, you know, deeply in the college football playoff, but.
0: Um, well, I wasn't, when I said you patronized me, I was like, um, because you we, we're, we have our own bracket and the blog and the boys, and I don't know where I'll, and my son actually joined it. So I wanted two things. I want to beat my son, which I, I, may, I, I should beat him in our bracket right uh, and i want to beat you and that's not going to happen
1: yeah i know it's see i didn't know where you were because <laughs> i have the the big iphone and so when i opened the app like even though i have the big iphone like it didn't show tony like you were i had to swipe several times to, get out of to, here to, to get to the bottom. i don't
0: even look at it anymore
1: that's that's okay that's okay but thanks
0: for thanks for mentioning that i appreciate
1: that um hey you know oh is, how, is... hey, tony
0: how's, how's your bracket doing look you, tony, had a whole bracket in, doing? you had a hole in
1: one i don't right. care if, man. if you hey, don't you get to have I'm the so perfect bracket not? It's okay. Um, so that about does it for uh, our episode today. Everybody make sure to subscribe to the blog and the voice podcast network, leave a rating, write a review. We'll be <laughs> back next week. This was the Seven Five O.